Hi, I'm Omari. And hi, I'm Ethan. And this is the seventh episode of Corona Kids. A podcast where we talk about some of the questions that kids have about the novel coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 and the disease that it causes, COVID-19. Omari, we complained a lot last week that no one had called in with any questions. What happened after we complained about that? And we got like um, three questions from Poe and one question from Bubby. Well, a person who we think might be your grandfather, but only identified himself as a very old man in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think that we should dedicate episode seven to Poe because Poe gave us three excellent and very difficult to answer questions to talk about today, right? Yeah. Before we begin with Poe's questions, though, did you have any questions that were on your mind that you wanted to talk about today? Yeah. Can viruses get sick from other viruses? That's a great question. Why did you think of that question? Um, I was just wondering. Do you remember, by chance, the last time that we recorded a Corona Kids episode that we talked a little bit about a special type of viruses that live in our mouths? Yeah. Do you remember the funny name that those viruses have? No. Bacteriophage? Oh yeah, I remember that one. Bacteriophage are a special type of virus that don't only live in our mouths. You can find them in the soil. You can find them in all sorts of places where you can find viruses of all types. If you'll remember what we talked about, bacteriophage are special in that they attack other bacteria. Oh, yeah, I remember now. So if bacteriophage attack bacteria, do you think there's a different kind of virus that attacks viruses with a similar name? Um, I don't know. So if a bacteriophage attacks a bacteria, what would attack a virus? What name would you give it? Um, I don't know. Give it a name. You want to name it Larry, Mo, Curly, Jabba? I want to name it. Oh, good one, Dad. Jabba from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca? Yeah. <laughs> but help me out. Bacteriophage attack bacteria. Okay. What would attack a virus? Um... What would attack a virus? Bacteriophage? Not bacteriophage, virophages. Oh! Just like bacteriophage are special viruses that attack bacteria, virophages are special viruses that attack other viruses. And scientists haven't known about them for that long. I think they were discovered for the first time in the mid-2000s, maybe in 2008. Basically, they found these really big viruses in terms of how big viruses get. And when they looked inside those viruses, they saw it was a little bit like a nesting doll. Inside that virus was another smaller virus. Um, I need to ask you a question. Those those big 
I mean, bigger viruses have color because they're bigger? Oh, that's a great question. And you're remembering our conversation about how most viruses are so small that they don't even reflect light? Yeah. I'm not sure how big a virus needs to be before it can start reflecting light. We'll have to look into that. Or maybe if one of our listeners knows the answer to that, they can call in and let us know. Okay. What number would they call if they had the answer to that? 845-481-3620. You can call and answer our question, or you can call and leave us a question of your own and join the ranks of a very old man from Pittsburgh, and hopefully we'll discuss it on a future episode. Right, Omari? Yep. Does that answer your question about whether there are viruses that can attack other viruses? Yep. So now are you going to move on to pose questions? I think that is a great idea. And first, let's thank Poe from Boston, Massachusetts for calling in with her three great questions. Yep. And actually, you don't have to just do one question. You can do more than one. And Poe's a great example of that. Yep. Let's split up her questions and take them one at a time. Let's listen to the first question that Poe has for us. Ready? Yep. I am mine and it's a different Poe. I have three questions. Number one is everybody in the whole why will it stay dead and stay home? Okay, that question was really good. Um, I think the answer is no, but it might happen. What might happen? Um, that everybody get sick and stay home. I see. Okay. So just to, to review, the question is whether everyone in the world is getting sick and staying home. Yeah. Let's start with the question of, is everyone in the world getting sick? Yeah, I don't think so. Do you have any idea how many people in the world are currently confirmed that they've either been sick or are sick with COVID-19? Um, I don't know how many people. Maybe like, um, 1,000 something? Just 1,000, you think? Um, more than 1,000. Like, 26,000. 26,000. Can you go higher? What about 87,000? Do I hear something even higher? A million. Well, let's talk about where we get this information. I am getting the information about the total number of confirmed positive COVID-19 cases from the John Hopkins University coronavirus page, which is a great resource. And it's tracking all the confirmed COVID-19 cases from around the world and reporting them by region and by state. Okay. In the entire world, there are a total confirmed number of cases as of today 
of 5,727,629. Whoa! So is that more or less than 20,000? Way more. Of those 5,727,000 cases, do you know how many of them have been in the United States? I don't know. 1,700,000 about. A little more than that. Okay. Do you know how many people there are who live on planet Earth? Like a billion? There are almost 8 billion people in the world. Okay? We'll say like 7.8 billion or so. I think like... First I thought like a trillion. Of those 7.8 billion people... Only 5,727,000 have been confirmed that they have COVID-19. Now, we've talked about this in another episode as well. Does that mean that those 5,700,000 are the only people who have had COVID-19 or been exposed to the virus? No. Right, because they're only counting people who went into a hospital or went and got tested and got a positive test result. There are a lot of people who can be what are called asymptomatic carriers who are shedding the virus and they don't even know that they have it in their body, right? We've talked about that. Wow. So we don't really know, but some epidemiologists, remember, who are scientists who study the spread of diseases, think that the total number of people who may have had COVID-19 or been exposed to it could be as high as five times that number. We don't really know for sure. Wow. So to answer Poe's first question of, is everyone in the world getting sick? Would you say yes or no? No. Not everyone in the world is getting sick, but way more people than we would like to have getting sick are getting sick. Yeah. But remember the staying home part? Right, so let's talk about that now. Is everyone in the world staying home? No, almost everybody. In the entire world? Well, not everybody in the entire world, because some people, like, in some places, but very little places, there's no coronavirus. So the people that live in those places get lucky. And they can go out more? Yep. So one other interesting figure on the John Hopkins University coronavirus page is that there have been confirmed cases of COVID-19 in 188 countries. Wow. That's a lot of countries, right? Yep. So there are very few places now that are completely safe from the risk of COVID-19 exposure. But let's think about even in your life around you, Omari, are there people that are going out? some people. There are people who are essential workers who have to go out and do their jobs as well, like people who are working in hospitals, people who are working in uh, grocery stores, people who are janitors who have to clean up those spaces as well. Yep. People who work at gas stations, people who work at automobile repair shops, places like that, they all have to go out. Yeah. So there are definitely people even near us, and even in our family who are having to go out and not just stay at home, right? Yeah. 
We are staying home as much as possible, though, so that we don't risk either getting other people sick or getting ourselves sick, right? Yeah. And for people who are uh, immunocompromised, do you know what that means? No. To be immunocompromised means that your immune system isn't quite as strong as it could be. And so it's easier for people who are immunocompromised to get sick. And if they do get sick, it's harder for them to fight off the virus in this case. So it's especially important for people who are immunocompromised to do everything they can to practice great social distancing and stay home as much as possible. Okay. You want to know something interesting, though? What? There are some countries that have not told their people that live in those countries to stay home very much. What do you think about that? Weird. Well, so in the case of South Korea, people haven't really been staying home, but you know what they've been doing instead? What? Everyone wears a mask. Okay. Everyone wears a mask. And it's just accepted that everyone wears a mask. And no one's upset about wearing a mask. It's understood that wearing a mask protects yourself, and it protects everyone around you, and it protects everyone that you might come into contact with, and everyone they might come into contact with. Yeah. And so even though South Korea experienced their first confirmed cases of COVID-19 around the same time as the United States. And even though there are a lot of people who live in South Korea, not that many people are getting sick in South Korea, even though people aren't just staying home. So the critical thing about what's happening in South Korea is that people are all understanding, everyone, that they have to wear a mask to keep everyone safe. Yeah. I don't know if that fully answers Poe's question, but do you feel satisfied with those responses? Yep. We'll be right back. After this public service announcement. Hey, you there. I heard that they're going to have a COVID-19 vaccine, and it's going to make you sick. I don't think so. You're not going to get a vaccine when it comes out, are you? I am. Why on earth would you do that? They're just trying to control your body. They're not. Vaccines are good for everyone. If you are able to take vaccines, go for it. And we're moving on to Poe's next question. All right, let's take a listen to it. Number two, when will the virus be over? Oof, I think that we're all wondering the same thing, Poe. That's a, a great question and one that we've talked about a little bit in previous episodes. But Omari, how are you feeling about this question now? When do you think all of this will be over? Maybe in like late 2021 or 2022. In your mind, what things need to happen in order for us to all be able to move past this coronavirus pandemic? Um, 
um, we make a vaccine. Well, not us. You're not making a vaccine? No, other people. Or the coronavirus just, like, gets, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people sick, and then it can't, like, get any more people sick. So those are the two possibilities that you see. Either someone develops a vaccine, and then, like we've talked about previously, not only does it have to be developed, but then it has to get out to everybody. Everyone has to agree that they should take that vaccine for that vaccine to be effective, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one route. And then we should hopefully be safe from COVID-19 for at least a while. Now, your other option that you mentioned is is a strategy that some people are discussing. And do you remember there's a special term for, for that approach where we just let a lot of people get sick. And then there's so many people who have gotten sick and then their immune systems have the right antibodies to fight off the coronavirus that the coronavirus kind of runs out of people to get sick because so many people have had it and their immune systems are already ready to fight against it. Do you remember what that approach is called? No. Herd immunity. Oh, now I got it. Which do you think is a better approach? Should we let a lot of people get really sick and put a huge stress on our healthcare system by having a lot of people who are sick with COVID-19 and then wait for it to just kind of fizzle out due to herd immunity? No, we should get a vaccine. Why do you think a vaccine is a better option? Because less people will get sick. Yeah, and I think even if it's really expensive to develop a vaccine and produce enough of it and get it out to everybody, the cost of so many people dying and so many people getting sick is really incalculable. You can't put a price on on people who you're losing, who you love, right? Yeah. So I think that those are two really excellent thoughts, Omari, that when will this all be over? Hopefully it's when there's a vaccine that has been developed and that vaccine is distributed widely and enough people take that vaccine that we can really be confident that we're safe from it. So, Omari, if you think that the vaccine is the way to go, you still think it's going to be maybe late in 2021 when this will all be over and we'll no, have access to the vaccine? maybe like 2024. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be... Wait, what age am I going to be? Oh, I'm six right now. And that's in four years. I'm going to be ten. Hmm. It's a really tough question to answer, Poe. When will this all be over? I really hope that there's access to a vaccine way before then and that enough people take it before then that it becomes a much less serious risk. Yeah. It might be many years before COVID-19 is eradicated or completely gotten rid of. It may never completely be eliminated. Yeah. But the hope is that we can reduce the risk of transmission enough that it will be safe to go back to doing things that we used to be able to do, right? Yeah. Or 
if we can all agree that we all have to wear masks all the time and go the route of South Korea, we can really radically reduce the risk of getting sick and getting other people sick. But that would mean that everyone would really have to agree that we all always wear masks all the time when we're out. No complaints, no whining about it, right? Yeah. So next post question. All right. This is the third and final question we got from Poe. You ready to hear it? Yep. Number three. Well, it will. Will it happen again? That's it. But will it happen again? Oof. Another really tough and excellent question from Poe. What do you think, Omari? Is it likely that there's going to be another major outbreak or pandemic of uh, disease in the future? Maybe from a long time. From now, when you're dead, Emma, and I'm dead. So in how many years, do you think? Like... More than 300. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to hear what I have to think about it? What? Unfortunately, it seems like the frequency of major disease outbreaks that impact the entire globe are becoming much more common. Why do you think that they're becoming more common? Do you have any guesses? I don't know. Do you think it's easier or harder to move around the world now than it was, say, 50 or 60 years ago? I don't know. Because you weren't alive in 1950? Yeah, I wasn't alive. I thought you were like 136 years old or something. No. I'm just six. Well, that makes it more complicated. The answer is that A lot more people are moving around all over the world. It's cheaper and faster to move all over the place, to travel all over the place. More people are trading all over the place. There's a global economy, which means things are produced maybe in China or in Nicaragua and get shipped to the United States. The United States is sending things all around the world. So there are more things moving all over the place. So there are more chances for diseases to spread around really quickly all over the world, like has happened with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Yep. That's one consideration. The other consideration is this, is that it's been predicted for a long time that the next major disease outbreak would probably come from exposure to wild animals. Do you remember where scientists think the SARS-CoV-2 virus came from? Um, bats. Yeah, bats. And as the population continues to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger, remember, we're already at like 7.8 billion people in the world. It means that people are moving closer and closer to where wild animals live. And as those people get closer and closer to where wild animals live, there's more interaction, more exposure to those wild animals, some of which can carry diseases that can get transferred to us and get us sick. Yeah. So because of these two factors, the fact that we're being exposed to wild animals more, and the fact that 
people are moving around a lot more than they used to, unfortunately, I think it's very likely that something like this will happen again. Do you think that it will be as serious of an issue as the COVID-19 pandemic has been if something like this happens again? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think might change that would make it not as big of an issue? Maybe that there's smaller bats, so it can like carry like smaller pieces of a kind of virus. Hmm. Okay. That's one idea. I'm thinking that maybe hopefully people learn some lessons from this experience. Do you think people will have learned anything about how we've responded to COVID-19? Maybe. What sort of things might we learn? That the coronavirus will change if it like comes into the penguin. So maybe the lesson learned would be that we can do more to try to keep species separate? Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe people will learn some things about the need to provide more money to scientists who are trying to study infectious diseases. You know that there were scientists working to try to collect coronavirus material from bats to study whether it could get people sick? I didn't know that. Yeah, there were. And they had a lot of money to help support their work. And then they lost some of that money and they weren't able to do as much of that work anymore just before all of this started. So maybe that's one lesson that could be learned. Maybe there are lessons to be learned about policies that people can enact in order to make people safer. Maybe everyone will be more open to the idea of wearing face masks in the future if people start getting sick. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Are we going to be done? Well, do you think that we've answered post questions? Yeah. Thank you, Paul, for giving three questions. Yeah, they were really great questions. And I hope that you and your mom are staying safe and healthy and making the most of this time that you get to spend together. Yeah. And if we didn't do a good enough job trying to talk about the questions that you had, you can call us back and ask us to keep discussing one of your questions. Omari, what number would someone call if they have a question or multiple questions? 845-481-3620. Thanks for listening to the seventh episode of Corona Kids. Bye. Bye. Peace.